and welcome to Fostering the Inner Child podcast. My name is Melaine Macias, and I am your Christ-centered child deliverance coach. I help parents understand trauma and behavioral issues from a biblical, spiritual perspective, and I empower them to take authority. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you for taking the time. Before we start, I want to throw the disclaimer out there. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. These episodes are for educational and spiritual development. So the title of today's podcast is Harold Has a Dream. I mean, I'm sorry. Harold has a, Harold has a demon. <laughs> um, so um, I, I want to talk about what deliverance looks like and what is the difference between child deliverance and adult deliverance and what better way to talk about it than talk about the actual experiences that I've had. Um, I want to start by talking about one of my most recent cases. I will call him Harold because I don't want to disclose his actual name on here uh, for uh, confidentiality. Um, But Harold is actually a friend of mine that I have known for quite some time. As you all know, as my listeners, I'm called to help children, and I really don't do adult deliverances, but this is a friend of mine, and yeah, he really came to me begging me to help him. But I will throw this disclaimer out there. If you do have children around, you may not want them to hear this episode. Um, You will never hear me use a curse word. But there will be references to a few things that you as parents may not, may or may not be comfortable with your children hearing. So I just want to throw that out there before I continue. So I actually had not seen Harold in a while. Uh, we'd just been so busy um, with ministry work and, and everything. So it, it's been probably, you know, since January. But... Um, you know, Harold's always been a really great person. He really loves the Lord. He knows the Lord. He knows that. He knows his Bible very well. Um, but he also can't, he has also come from a really harsh background. And he's also gotten himself into things that he should not have, as, you know, as we all have from time to time. So when Harold came to my house... On Sunday, so this is really very, very, very recent, because today is Tuesday. Um, he showed up by surprise, okay? I mean, he uh, he really showed up by surprise, and he was so upset. From the second that they, he actually walked into my house, I could feel the reason why he was here, because the environment began to change, and my spirit went, check. I was like, oh, something's not right here. Something's not right here at all. Um, and so he comes in and he sits down and he says, I have a demon and I need deliverance and you are my only hope. I was so completely unprepared for this session. <laughs> but you know what? God has called each and every one of us to cast out demons, heal the sick. So I'm thinking, okay, let's do this. Maybe God sent him to me. You know, to do this, so, I, you know, I'm going to do it. So with adults, I always ask the questions, why do you think you have a demon? Because not everything is a demon. 
And sometimes we like to blame the devil for things, and it's really, you know, it, it, it's it's not it's not the devil. <laughs> but you know, I, I I throw the question out there, so I just wanted to see what the response would be. So he began to tell me about the things that has happened in his life. He said he had been in and out of prison, which I I knew this this much. Um, a lot of the things I didn't know, but I knew he'd been in and out of prison uh, for drugs. Not not anything like, you know, killing someone or something like that. But um, selling drugs. But he he said he was recovering from alcoholism. Uh, he was telling me as a child he was molested. And how he came from a broken home. Had a stepfather who, who molested him, beat him, and verbally abused him. All the while, his mother never believed him. And he even told me that um, he had recently called his mother and because he had told her when he was a child that he that his stepfather had molested him and beat him. And as a, as a child, his mother didn't believe him. But he had recently called her and told her that these things happened and she still denied it and got mad. So he had a lot of bitterness and anger regarding that as any child whose parent doesn't believe them so he ha he has he has uh, he has a wife and they're recently I mean they're literally just they're very much newlyweds they got married actually in my home a little over a year ago I had um I had put on a, on a wedding for them because they didn't have the money to actually have a wedding elsewhere but his wife begins to tell me that his personality changes and he becomes very angry and he treats her awful. And then Harold's telling me that he has rage and hate and all these negative emotions. And, you know, honestly, I just felt a tad overwhelmed because there were just so many things going on here. And he's telling me all these things. And in telling me all these things, his voice is changing back and forth between a demonically influenced voice to his regular voice. I mean, it was, it was wild. So I, I then began to question his relationship with the Lord. Why do I do this? I do not do this because I'm nosy. But I do this to protect the person. Now with children, the parents are the covering of the child in this area. But as adults, we are responsible spiritually. And if, you don't, if we don't know Christ and never accepted Christ in our hearts, no one should be doing deliverance on you until you accepted Christ. Now, I know Harold, so I knew he was not possessed because Harold could, could say and profess that Jesus is Lord and because we are friends, I knew indeed he accepted Christ and indeed he was baptized. So I knew this was um, an oppression and not a full-on possession. I'm going to stop myself right here and explain something before I move forward. And, and you will understand why I say this as I go further into the story. So yes, Jesus has called you and me and everyone to cast out demons. But I highly encourage you as a male and a female to do deliverance with the same sex as yourself when dealing with adults. You will fully understand why I say this when I continue. 
Um, so anyway, I, I, I'm listening and I, I'm writing down key things I'm being told by both Harold and his wife. And I'm like, okay, let me get my anointed oil and let's go into my living room. I tell my kids to go to their bedrooms because I don't want my kids to be scared of the demon or the demons say something that they should not be hearing because often, more often than not, you know, uh, demons love to curse. They love to say things in the, in the sexual manners and, you know, it's just not something child should be hearing. So I knew I needed assistance. So my husband actually joined me in, in, uh, to make sure that things didn't go wrongly because remember that in adult deliverance of even an oppressed person, the person can still come up swinging and leaping at you. They will not have the strength as a possessed person could, but they still can do some damage if they wanted to, and especially if someone who you're dealing with is in anger and rage. And usually I do not do deliverance in my house, and let me quickly explain why. Okay, so when you cast out a demon, the Bible tells us in Matthew 12, 43, but when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, it roams through dry places in search of rest, but it does not find any. Then it says, I will go back to the house from which I came out. And when it arrives, it finds the place occupied, swept, put in order and decorated. So what this tells me is that a demons that are cast out are roaming around, lingering around and what I have found is that they linger in the place in which they were casted out. So, meaning, so it's best that if you conduct a deliverance in your home, go get some olive oil, pray over it, you know, and, and, and read Psalms 91 and anoint every window, every door, every single entrance point into your home to make your home clean of any residual spirits that are left. Very important, because then they'll... If you don't, they're going to come messing with you and your kids, and, and you don't want, you don't want, you don't want any turmoil. You don't want that. So we are li we're in my living room, and I've anointed my hands, and I begin to lay my hands on his head. And as soon as I, as soon as I do, the demon begins to, s to speak, saying things like, you can't have him, he's mine. And then it began to slither from the couch to the floor. So now he's face down on the floor, and trust me, I do not like to talk to demons, because nowhere have I read that we should be having a conversation with a demon, because demons lie. Now, you may find in some deliverance ministries, um, taking a demon to the courts of heaven so that the demon cannot lie, and, it can t and you can command it to tell you the legal right it has to be on the person. Or about how many other demons are with that strong man. So th that, that I can get behind. But actually having a conversation with the demon, I've seen a lot of these deliverance ministers just have full-blown conversations. And it's like, you know, why? Oh, why are we doing theatrics? Okay, we're here to set the captives free. We're not here to have conversations with demons, okay? So, um, the power of God is like upon me, and I feel the peace of God, and my body is trembling at the power of God, but I am struggling to find the strong man on Herald. I, I, I'm telling the demon to be silenced, 
and I'm calling uh, Harold back, and I'm and I'm walking Harold through renouncing and forgiving and repenting, and we keep doing this for two hours. And the steam is laughing, saying, "I'm not going anywhere. You can't have him. He's mine. He's mine. You think renouncing that will take me away? You won't find where I'm hiding." At one point, I needed to like end this first session and just like take a break and regroup. Because when you are doing deliverance, it takes everything in you, out of you. You are so tired. Okay? Because sometimes these deliverances take a long time. So I take, I take during this time to question his heart posture because I feel the power of God and I know that he's working in me and through me and this has nothing to do with me, but there is something within Harold that is keeping him from receiving what he is begging me for. If an adult isn't 100% ready to forgive or let go of something that's holding the demon, they are basically saying, hey, demon, I give you the legal right to stay here. And then, and then in return, they are wasting my time. Because I can't override free will. Now, obviously, this does not apply to children because the parents can take their authority they have over their child to cast the demon out. So, so... Harold is, is promised me. He's like, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you know, I'm a hundred percent and that my heart posture is, is all in and God knows it. Okay. So I go back to ask the questions and I'm writing things down that when we go in the next session, things to be renounced so that we can break the legal rights to remove the demon. But I'm really trying to find out what is a strong man over him. Because I want to be able to find the strong man so I can tell all the other demons beneath it to attach to the strong man and cast them all out at the same time. This makes things go much faster. So, so I'm ready. I'm ready to go at this again. But this time, this time things got strange. Okay. Remember how I said that you shouldn't be doing deliverance on the same sex? I mean, um, the opposite sex. I apologize, um, of yourself and how I said that when Harold came unexpectedly that I was not prepared. Yeah. So I have this ottoman in my living room. And when we went back into the living room, Harold, Harold chose to sit on this ottoman, but he chose to sit on in an, an, in an awkward way. He literally straddled the ottoman. So I thought it was a little strange, but I was like, okay, if that's if that's where he wants to sit, then okay. So if anyone knows me, I take God's work very seriously. So I get very into what I'm doing. I shut off all distractions. I'm so focused. I'm like, you know, I'm focused on setting people free, children free. So... I wasn't actually aware of what was going on too much until later on after deliverance. So at this point, you know, Harold's holding, holding my right hand and I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with that. And, um, I have my left hand on his head and I'm praying in tongues and I'm feeling the fire so strongly upon me that I start sweating and, 
And guys, it's cold outside. Okay? It is cold outside, and I had to turn on my AC in the living room because we all were sweating. This demon says, You're strong in the spirit. So strong. And it laughs. And I find myself being pulled closer and closer to Harold because he has my, you know, he has my right hand. And then he turns to my husband and he locks forehead to forehead. This demon screams in front of his wife. I came to sleep with your wife. I was like, because demons will try to distract you. Their main goal is to get you out of praying and get you distracted. So they will say things, they will, they will, they will do things in order to get you to re- to remove yourself from from um, trying to find out where they're at. You know that demon's hiding and what the strong man is and all this. That's what they do. So he at this point. <laughs> I actually, he, it, 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 I stopped what I was doing and I looked at him, but I knew it wasn't, I knew it was not Harold. I knew it was a demon, but he had, this demon had me distracted for one hot second. <laughs> there was a lot of profanity. This demon said this too. Like when it said, I came to sleep with your wife, the word sleep was not used. Okay. There was a bunch of profanity there, and I will not repeat it. But, um, so now we are four hours into this deliverance, and we now have just gotten a clue as to what the strong man was. I immediately silenced the demon, and I called Harold back, and I asked him if he had a problem with pornography. And he admitted to that, that he had, he lusts all the time. And everything he does in excess. So at this point, I know that the demon, the strong man, is a spirit of lust. Which usually, they, um, the spirit will, is under the spirit of Jezebel or Ahab. So now, you know, now I have an idea of what is going on here. So now I'm asking Harold, and we're, we're, we're battling this one out here. Because now I'm ask ask Harold. I said, "Can you renounce the spirit of lust and repent 100 percent? You got to have 100 percent heart posture. Can you do this?" The demon began to scream, "You found me!" And it says, "I will not allow him to renounce. I will not." And at this point, Harold, or should I say, the demon, has slowly managed. To pull me between his legs. Okay. Remember I said he was straddling the ottoman. And wrapping his arms around my waist. Again, I got so focused. I was not fully aware of what was happening. But my husband was. So he intervened for me. And removed him off me. So I could continue the deliverance and not be distracted. Okay. So for another hour... Meaning we are in five hours of deliverance. We're into five hours. But now we found the strong man. And all we needed to do is get Harold to renounce the lust, repent to God. But he couldn't renounce. 
Because he couldn't renounce, it means that he wasn't fully ready to give up lust. Porn, masturbation, pornography, all of it. Unfortunately, Harold was not delivered Sunday. And we had to end the session because we we were so tired and drained after five hours of deliverance. And as a deliverance minister... You've got to be in the right frame of mind physically and mentally prepared or else bad things can happen. I gave Harold some instructions to work on himself, of wanting to fully let go of these things. And when he is ready with 100% heart posture, then we can have another session, of course. So the next question is, so why did it take so long? (laughs) Well, first of all, deliverance is a lifelong process, especially if you're already an adult and had many traumas in your life because more and more demons come in and attach to the strong man, the main demon. And little children, if we can get them delivered immediately after some type of trauma has happened, we can raise kids that don't have to go through the processes we have to go through. This is why I do what I do. Also remember how I said, I was not fully prepared for this session. Um, what I meant by that is I had not been fasting prior to doing this deliverance. Actually, I had just eaten like right before they just appeared at my door. Remember in Matthew, um, Matthew 17, 20 through 22, it talks about lacking faith, but it also talks about and tells us that some demons only come out through prayer and fasting. When you fast, you crucify the flesh. So the Spirit of God is able to work more deeply through you. I always fast and pray before events I'm a part of. Um, or, or, or any type of deliverance I'm going to be doing. And a lot of times, um, when I'm a part of these events, you know, casting out demons is a part of my job in adults or children we just had an event like this past weekend oh my word it was so powerful i have not i have not i have not seen the power of god like i've been seeing lately like it's nothing i've ever seen before i mean it, it i'm talking about acts two come on now acts two okay this past weekend one I, over a period of two days, I probably saw nearly a thousand people fall under the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Come on now, it was amazing. So now, what am I talking about? What am I talking about this event? Okay, so this is this was not my event. Um, I am a part of another ministry, a very big ministry um, that I'm on. That my, my husband and I are on a team. Um, but this ministry is in no way associated with fostering the inner child. Uh, this ministry is called Firebrand Global. You might have heard of it. It's very big, um, and it's under Apostle Josh Joshua T. Giles Ministry. You can look them up on uh, YouTube. Uh, a wonderful team, and it's just like this past weekend, just seeing hundreds of people get delivered and set free. They were just falling out one by one. The entire Every single person that showed up is every single person that fell out. I encourage you to look up Apostle Joshua. 
Okay, so he is the white guy, not the black guy. There's two uh, J- Apostle Joshua Giles. He, he, the one I'm talking about is the white guy. Um, this ministry is on fire for God. There is no mixture. Okay, like some of these big platform people I'm seeing right now. Uh, I absolutely love the Giles family. Their heart and their obedience for the Lord. Just to be under their ministry and serving alongside of them and serving with the people and blessings I'm seeing is beyond anything. And it's so humbling that God chose us to be on this team. I encourage you to go to YouTube and look up our recent two-day service where we spent 17 out of 34 hours in prayer and worship over two days. The event was called Mantled with Glory. Um, you got to look for the recent one on YouTube because there were two. Uh, we did one earlier this year. It was just, it was, it was fire, but this, this last one was, woo, <laughs> we're still like, woo, yeah, we're still carrying the fire and the glory. Yeah, amen. Anyways, um, you will probably see me a lot on there because the Lord was dealing with me some uh, big time. I was not any of the speakers, though. Uh, like I said, I serve under the ministry, and their ministry is not associated with fostering the inner child. But I wanted to tell my listeners about the Giles Firebrand Global Ministries because they, the Apostle Joshua Giles and Prophetess D are true men and women of God in a world where there are many that are not. So before I end this session, I want to pray for you. So Father, I come to you and I stand in agreement with my friends for their freedom. For their freedom for themselves and their children. I pray that if any one of these parents have anything in their hearts that they need to be forgiven, let Holy Spirit bring to their attention and for repentance. In Jesus' name. I pray for those who have problem with lust, masturbation, or pornography. I, I ask, Father God, that you deal with their hearts regarding this and help them in the direction they need to go for control and have them renounce the Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. That's it for this episode, guys. If you'd like to learn more, you can head on over to fosterinthinnerchild.com and pick up my free ebook. I also have a 14-week course where I go much deeper. You can also email me at fosterinthinnerchild at gmail.com. Until then, guys, I will talk to you next week on Fostering the Inner Child podcast. Blessings. Mm-hmm.